This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey. What's up? What's How up? are you? Good. You've been away. I kind of missed you when you were like radio silent there for a little bit. I, I know. Was like, I don't like to be radio silent either. Well, but you were busy. You were like doing, you know, grown up you know what, stuff. It, yeah. You know what I was busy doing? Ignoring the time zones. That's what I was busy oh, doing. Oh, that's right. That's, that was a hardcore thing for you. You know, never Sorry. again. I really, I don't know why I thought I could just willy nilly a trip to California and back in five days. But I do know better because I have been to full on bar mitzvahs. Like I've gone to L.A. for the weekend and come back not remembering any of it and having to sleep for like four days after. And that's kind of the position I'm in right now. So for those of you who don't know, I went to Social Media Marketing World, which was in San Diego. I was there. um, I flew there Wednesday. I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. um, I had actually I had headshots taken in the morning and then I went to my sister's and then I was at my sister's all day Sunday and then I took a red eye home Sunday night. Wow. And so my roommate, Jessica Rhodes, and I think that she was making an attempt to stay on her own time zone, although we did go to a parties and stuff at night. But but like she was basically by the second night, she was asleep by 10 every night, which was smart. I forced myself to stay up because I really like and I do this at home, too. Like I like my solitude time. So like especially with having a roommate, not that I don't love Jessica, but. And actually, I had plenty of time for solitude time because we weren't together every second by any means. But she would go to sleep. I would stay up until like one in the morning, which is technically for my time. And then Jessica was getting up at like four or five in the morning. So I only slept. So like even and I mean, she didn't wake me up right away. But one morning she was just like had had enough of waiting for me to wake up. So she just like opened the blinds, started typing on her laptop. And it was like 6 a.m. I'd been up until like one the night before. And I was oh, like, gosh. oh, man. That so that kind of messed me up. Oh. That messed me up. It just messed me up my time. She was just like, she was totally unapologetic too, she, which is fine. I'm, I was not angry whatsoever, but she was just like, yeah, I couldn't take any more. I've been up since four. And I was like, ouch. Now, I mean, I understood. Right, right. But, um, and I wasn't angry, but I was just like, well, this isn't the day I thought it was going to be. Okay, no problem. Just woke up with her. And like, as soon as she left, I, I woke up and got dressed. Anyway, so my time is all, plus the red eye. I came home after a red eye and then slept for seven hours straight. And, I, and then, yeah, that was Monday. And then yesterday, I mean, yeah, so I'm still lightheaded-ish. Anyway, so um, hmm. Social Media Marketing World has a whole podcasting track. I have no idea if I can recommend it to like other podcasters. Like, <laughs> I think it's for people who are in business or doing social media that are thinking about podcasts or for big brands that are there for their social media that want to know like about advertising or monetizing a podcast because it was mostly geared towards business people, hmm. um, the podcasting track, which was fine. Well, yeah, because um, it's, I mean, if yeah, anybody buys people. a ticket to go to social media marketing world, they've got to be invested in some way on online business because it's not like for the random person, exactly. you know, so yeah. Right. 
So the track, so the sessions were like Jessica Rhodes was on John Lee Dumas's session, which was how to be interviewed on a podcast. I did one about big brands and podcasting. There was one about how to monetize a podcast. Like it was very businessy mm-hmm. at social media marketing world. Like and, and Jared and actually I, I got to spend time with a lot of people that I would not normally get to spend time with at other podcasting events because they would be mauled and busy. Right. Jared easily was one of those people. I ended up spending a lot of time with Jared, like. He, it didn't start out that way, but then we saw him at the second night party and that kind of turned into like a weird college sort of situation. Like I was with my friend Jamie DuBose and um, we decided to go to their after party and then we changed our mind. We went back to the hotel, saw Jared and PT from FinCon and they were like, come on, let's go. And you know how like in college where you're like, well, I don't know about you, Elsie, but for some of us in college, we would like end up going to one party, see your friends, they drag you to another party, see your friend, you know, and then they're like trying to get you beer and then you go to another. It was kind of like that. It was really fun, but it was also cool because the podcasters didn't really know. I mean, it's thousands of people and the podcasters really stuck together in a way that we don't when it's all podcasters. Right. Well, yeah, so that, I mean, it makes part, sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. It was actually really nice in that way. And in fact, like social media marketing world does this thing called table talks where at lunch, if you have a thing you want to discuss, you gravitate to a table with a label on it that says podcasting, Facebook, Twitter, live video, whatever. But that ballroom is open all the time. It was called the networking plaza. And all the podcasters sat at the podcasting table. So it's almost like I had a home base all the time. Right. And P- Paul Colligan was always sitting there. Daniel J. Lewis was always sitting there. Jerry was always sitting there. I was sitting there. Jessica was sitting there. Natalie was popping in and out of there. And so it was like, I mean, when, when at Podcast Movement, would I ever get a chance to talk to Paul Colligan? No. No. Would I ever get a chance to talk to PT? No. Would I be able to go party with Jared and have a terrible taco dinner with him? Never. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It felt really special, actually, That's to awesome. be able to be somewhere with a very few select podcaster number and be able to hang out with him. I did not see John Lee Dumas the entire time, but I have an amazing story to tell you. Okay. And then I'm going to... Oh, yeah. I think Jessica was just like, where else would you see Pat Flynn just walking down, like not being asked any questions? He was just like, like podcasters that we think are like super busy and famous were just on their own. And that was bizarre. One such event was me. I was walking. <clears throat> the San Diego Convention Center is probably a mile long from front to back. And along the way, as you're walking to the rooms, there's these tables that are set up. They're round tables, kind of set up like a wedding would be. It's like round with eight chairs around it. Um, and Kate Erickson is sitting by herself at one of them. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen again. I've got to say hello to her and see how she's doing. Because, I mean, it's not like a podcast movement. I'll be able to be like, hey, Kate, how's your life? What's, do-? you know, so, so I was like. Right? Because that's yeah. never going to happen. Right? right? Never. Yeah. So I sit down next to her. I hope you don't mind if I park. She's like, no, go ahead. How are you? And I'm like, great. How are you? We talked about that movie, The Messengers, which just was um, released last week. And she was like, you were great in The Messengers. And I was like, you were great in The Messengers. How are you doing? And I, I talked a little bit about my daughter. And she like, sh- she was so sweet. She kind of like took my hand for a second. And she was like, I'm so sorry you were going. Oh, she said that she didn't see me at all in Chicago. And I told her that my daughter was missing that whole time, which I don't think she knew. Mm. Um I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'm like, thank you. It's fine. Da, da, da. Then a woman comes up to the table where both of us are sitting. And I fully sit back 
you know, just assuming that she's going to be like, Kate, I just wanted to. So she's like, can I interrupt you guys for a second? We're like, sure. And I sit back for a second waiting for her to, you know, compliment Kate, whatever. And she goes, Jessica, I just wanted to let you know I'm such a big fan of She Podcasts. And I just like... I'm so excited because I just started my show and I'm in your group. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. And I, then I introduced her. I'm like, this is Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire. And she goes, hey, nice to meet you. So anyway, Jessica, <laughs> I just wanted to. <laughs> right. And I, and I honestly can't believe it's happening. And I can't believe who it's happening with. Right? Oh, my so I'm gosh. Just like, she totally ignored. I mean, she didn't ignore it, but she was like. Hey, what's up? So anyway, <laughs> Jessica, I just love you, and I love Elsie, and I love you and Elsie, and I love you, and I was like, thank you so much. That's great. And I'm not gloating in my head, but it was quite the surreal. I was like having a surreal moment. Right. Oh my At gosh, that moment, how I was cool. just like, well, I mean, it's not. Funny. I mean, that's. It's I mean, it funny. so feels weird to say like that's so cool. That's awesome. But, but you know, at the that's. That I mean, because cool. it, right. It's cool because, you know, it's like, right. I mean, if you were there, you would have been the same. Because it's not like you're, I, I didn't feel like I was gloating at right. all. I don't wish them less fame and fortune or anything like that. But oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. It was no, such it, yeah. a weird feeling to be the one that someone would interrupt for. That's what was weird. It had nothing to do with Kate. Right, right. No, I you get know? it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I know. I've been waiting to tell you that for a week. It happened like the first day I was there and I was like, how can I was like, I, I've got to keep this in. Meanwhile, I've told everybody else. She podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was amazing. John, can you believe that? You can just pop in and say you can't believe it too. I belly laughed when you said that. I'm not going to lie. I belly and, 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 and pounded the desk and belly yes, laughed. That's hysterical. That, hysterical. that would be the equivalent of me sitting there with John Lee Dumas. Yeah, and they like, walk up and say, John. I love your editing. Uh, oh, by the way, here's John Lee Dimmons from it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hi. John, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's exactly, exactly it. And of course, when at the very end, I would just look over at John and say, sorry, it happens to me all the time. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't because right at that moment when she walked away, I think we were just, I mean, she walked away and we just continued our conversation like it didn't happen. She didn't mention it. I didn't mention it. I mean, because she wasn't going to be like, well, that's so cool. Good for you. Because it would have diminished. You know, that that would be an asshole thing to do for her. Right. Well, right. She's not going to go. That was cool. And I'm not going to go. Oh, my God. That was for me. Like, that would make me look like an idiot, too. So we we're just kind of like, yep. Well, it, well, fun. the thing is, it's like it happens. All, like, if you would have put it just in any other perspective, you kind of would do that. You know, like, meaning it wasn't like mm-hmm. if it was just a different place and if I'm walking down the street in LA, you know, and I'm with you yes. and I'm, we're talking and then somebody's like, Oh my God, Elsie, it's so nice to see you. I love your classes. Then I would be yeah. like, Oh yeah, great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's keep talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. wouldn't, like I wouldn't have been like, well, that's awkward. Like, no, what would have been you know? awkward is if you were walking with Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah. That would have been weird. And they're like, Elsie, I love your show. Hey, this is Nicole Kidman from, you know, everything. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. And the I person's your like, classes. your yoga classes are so great. Yeah. That hey, what are you, British or something? Anyway, back to Elsie. <laughs> That's how it felt a little bit. I mean, I know they're not that famous or whatever, but like considering we were just talking about the movie where I said two things at the beginning and then they show their ginormous Puerto Rican house complete oh, yeah. with swimming pool later That's in the movie. True. So it was like. It was just funny. It was a surreal moment, but very cool. And gosh, again, you know, for all the things that we, and I've said this many times, for all the things that we don't 
particularly approve of or like that that they accidentally created like the carbon copy podcast they are two of the nicest people that ever walked earth i have to say i do really like them both especially kate but i like john too john has a really good sense of humor about himself and that's why i like him because he thinks i'm funny all right um (laughs) but yeah so that was my social media marketing world experience they have the most amazing parties you've ever seen in your life and um and, and I mean, I had to take video because I didn't think anyone would actually believe that I was in a nightclub with a bunch of nerds while they played live band karaoke, not DJ, but a live band playing it behind you as you got up on stage in front of Social Media Marketing World with a huge digital aquarium behind the logo and sang your song while acrobats and disco balls hung from the ceiling. Hmm. Fancy. That, it was fancy. It was some fancy shit were happening right there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. If you didn't go to that second party, you guys, and you were at Social Media Marketing World, it's not worth skipping just to say that you saw what I saw, which was crazy, (laughs) crazy stuff. Okay. So let's – we have some feedback, right? We do. We have some feedback from uh, something that you said, of course, because you – it seems that you touched a lot of – I can't wait. I don't know. On on your uh, Jessica's pet peeves last week. So, oh, yes. Let's go ahead and That's right. hear some audio feedback. And then we're going to um, talk about some other audio. I mean, not audio feedback, but okay. Audio feedback. You do. Here we go. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning, Elsie. I am just responding to Jessica's pet peeve this morning about Facebook. And I. Exactly feel the same way. I'm exiting off Facebook as this political season ramps up and won't go away. So I don't know how to bring the beauty back into Facebook, but I do remember the good old days of everyone was saying about their days and now they have... My day in Facebook Messenger, and it's really annoying. And so I don't know what we all can do. If you guys have any other difference of opinion, that would be wonderful. Bye. All right. Okay. That was Win. That was Win from, and Win, you keep, I think it's Win's Women of Wisdom that you have, or is it Butterflies of Wisdom? But one of those, we'll have a link in the show notes for the audio feedback that we have. So, um, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) smooth. But so so, yeah, so when and now after we're going to kind of build on this a little bit feedback here we got from this is from Emily from the story behind. She left this comment over on the Facebook page. She said, I am all about Jessica's pet peeve. In fact, my best tip I did the day before inauguration day was to unfollow all of my news sources. I followed them on Twitter anyway. Chose to block seeing friends with statuses I didn't care for. And then followed a bunch of cat pages. I'm not a crazy cat lady, but I like sure. I like them and they make me smile. So now when I open Facebook, my feed is full of podcasting pages, positive Facebook pages, the friends who post fun statuses and cats being silly and making me smile. And the more I see cats, the more show up. It's silly, but it makes Facebook so much more enjoyable. So... <laughs> So there. Ta-da. Uh, see, it seems like, you know, people are, are kind of having the same experiences as, as as you are, Jess. Yeah. I mean, of course. I can't be the only one. But We're, So, I mean, Wynn's question was like, is there, does anybody have a differing opinion? So those ladies out there or gents that are not feeling the pet peeve, 
you know, that are like yeah. kind of opposite sort of going like, well, now um, I actually disagree because I really love going into Facebook and having an opportunity to, I don't know, do what you do in a different way. Or maybe you've experienced Facebook differently since the inauguration with all of this political talk. Maybe it's the opposite for you. So if any of you are having that yeah. experience, send us some it. feedback, just like when. So you could do that. She, she actually sent it via SpeakPipe. And it's at speakpipe.com slash she podcast. You have 90 seconds. <laughs> so you have to talk fast. Yeah, uh, and and it has pretty awesome audio quality. Check that out. There's also a an app called Speakpipe, and you can download it. It's for free, and then just search for She Podcast, and you guys can send us voice feedback. Super easy. So yeah. we'd love to hear. From they're you. not even a sponsor. Oh, wait, we have not. one more piece of feedback. Do we? Oh yes, we do. Go ahead, you do it. We yes. do. Go. So my friend Melissa, who listens to the show, she's my friend from college. She doesn't mm-hmm. podcast. I have no idea why she listens, but hi, Miss. Melissa wanted me to um, find a new co-host because <laughs> you should be fired since you don't know Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I'm actually not too sad about that. I wasn't even I... sure how to like defend you. Right. <laughs> to be well, honest, I was just well, like, so here's the, she here's knows the a, I was like, um, she knows a lot about podcasting. Sorry. Yeah. So no, but okay. So I am going I mean, you're to kind of defend myself. So when did when did Garmin Garmin and Funkbunkle start? <laughs> Garmin. When did Garmin and Sarfunkle? Yes. Now you definitely have to be fired. <laughs> you're fired, Elsie. No. To be honest with you, in your defense, it was my my parents and probably Melissa's parents that played it for us. My okay, parents so played when it for were me. They, when were the like their Tahit pits? I'm assuming mid early seventies when we okay. were children, and you were listening to Spanish music. Exactly. So I was in How El Salvador. Know? I right. was born in 1972. I moved right. to this country in 1981. Right. My parents were listening primarily to Spanish music. So if I right. were saying to you guys, what I texted to Jess was like, "Well, you should know who Jose Jose was." I and do. Gavilano Paloma, pobre tonto. See, you I didn't do know, know that, that song. song. Yeah, sure you do. No, but so I know was... Bamboleo, and it's my favorite. Bamboleo has nothing to do with Jose Jose. <laughs> I know, but it's a and song that, that I know in Spanish. Like, yeah, but that's I love like... Bamboleo. Yeah, but anyway, that was anyway. my favorite song when I was a little girl. When I was like, that's so... the song I used to sing. And so, you know. Sorry, Missy. Had, but she's different. not a Jew. She's not going to know Simon Garfunkel. She's not yeah. going to know Billy Joel. She's not going to have the Beatles The only reason I know Billy Joel is child soundtrack. One of our um, sort of like, we kind of moved to this country. We moved to this country in 1981. And when we moved, we also moved with around four other families, not together. So it wasn't like, hey, posse, let's all move to the United States. It was sort of like a series of families that all made the same decision that moved to the country within in 1981, somewhere between the beginning of the year and the end of the year. And we happened to then sort of like, we were kind of friends in El Salvador, but then once we all moved to um, the States, then we became really kind of solid friends and we became our extended families. We were sort of like we celebrated Christmases and and holidays together. So one of the families, the younger ones, like so there was one family that moved in that was at least at least 10 years younger than my parents that moved to the, you know, to the States. And um, Foncho, who is my, well, that's what we called him, Tio Foncho. He listened to to Billy Joel all the time. And it's like every time we went over to his house, he would just go nuts with Billy Joel. So I do know a lot about Billy Joel. 
because of Tio Foncho, because he was 10 years younger. Tio Foncho. Tio Foncho. Foncho! We love you, Foncho! Shout out to Foncho! That is really funny. So anyway, um, that's yeah. why I So don't I don't know. blame you for your, your lack of musical knowledge, but for those of you in the audience who are um, hating on Elsie because she doesn't know, <laughs> now you know. Now you know why. Yes. Okay. Now you know. So are we ready to do some news? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The news. So- Let's get into the news, y'all. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. <laughs> so before we get into the news, we just wanted to mention that if you haven't gotten your podcast movement tickets, now is the time. Go to podcastmovement.com. Get your tickets for Anaheim. Elsie and I are going to throw a shindig um, to be announced. We are also each having a session. Um, we also are going to maybe have fun in Disney before or after. And if you use a promo code she podcast, we get a little kickback and you, my friend, get 15% off the ticket price. So go to podcast movement, podcastmovement.com. They're doing all kinds of special announcements already. And it's six days. Oh, maybe by the time you listen to this, it won't be six days. It'll probably be um, one or two days before the price goes up. So right now, if you register, let's see how much it is. For a standard ticket, it's $434. You'll get 15% off of that. So it'll be like under $300 for standard plus. Anyway, go check it out. Use She Podcast as your promo code and see us there, please. We'd love to see you there. Yay! I can't wait. So uh, you have – first, we're going to talk about this um, thing that you put up here with 200 and – This amazing – thank you, Dan Franks, for sharing this article. (laughs) Um, It's called – 250 million Americans still need guests on their podcast this week. (laughs) According to a report out today, 250 million Americans are still scrambling to find someone to appear on their podcast this week as the guests they normally would book either just appeared on last week's episode or they're too busy hosting their own shows. I've been trying to book my brother-in-law who occasionally watches Mad Men and could probably fill some time talking about that, but he just called and said he has to guest host his buddy's podcast, said Robert Healy, host of the TV Robcast and one of the quarter billion podcasters nationwide who cannot secure a guest with whom to engage in 45 minutes of inane banter about politics, food, stand-up comedy, or rock music. I could run a Best of Robcast special, but I did that last week and I want to keep it fresh. (laughs) (laughs) The report also stated that no podcasters will consider simply not releasing an episode this week as not one of them wants to risk losing any of the 14 listeners they've been steadily cultivating for the past year and a half. That's so great. (laughs) It is like one of the funniest things I've ever read on Onion, the Onion. This is an Onion one. And so for those of you who don't know what the Onion is, it is a satire site so that's not a real article um but it is funny because it may as well be real um so we'll put the link in the show notes for that and thank you to dan for sharing that in uh podcast movement facebook group because it was really funny oh my god so i had to share it i can't even take it that is a brilliant brilliant (sighs) satire sadly it's kind of could be true (laughs) it could it it probably is true i like the 14 listeners that they can't (laughs) risk cult yeah of losing them oh my god i can't even take it 
So the real news. Let's start the real news now. Okay, so you put this one in here as well. So this is yeah. Google Home is testing out audio advertising. So those of you who have like an Alexa, this is similar. It's called the Google Home. It's voice activated smart home speaker. Google Home has started experimenting with what may or may not be an ad format. Owners of the device started hearing unprompted promotions for Disney's upcoming live action version of Beauty and the Beast. Seventeen second ad about the movie's release ran after users engaged with the My Day feature, which includes daily info such as what's on their schedule and the weather. Um, the spot also ran on some smartphones with the Google Assistant program. But Google told The Verge that it wasn't really intended as an advertisement. It was part of the My Day feature where after providing some helpful information, they so- sort of call out some timely content. So it's probably like, it's probably like, oh, here's what's on your schedule today. Hey, if you don't have anything to do tonight, why don't you go see Beauty and the Beast? But it is, that's really native. It really is native advertising, even though they're saying it's not. Hmm. I mean, it kind of is because anything that they put in there is, I mean, I don't know if they got paid, but it just says they're continuing to experiment with new ways to surface unique content for users and they could have done better in this case. So maybe they were apologizing, but I think it's interesting because it's, you know, anything that comes out of your Google home or your Alexa is going to be audio advertising. And I just wanted to make you guys aware of it because of how it could possibly relate to us. It's a really create, you know, if the Alexa is telling you about your day and what's going to happen in your day, like how can we, you know, sort of slip that in ourselves? Like maybe this is an ad for Google Home. But But you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even know that we would be, you know, we would just be reporting on something and it would be an endorsement or that we would, you know, especially uh, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like the productive woman and beyond the to-do list. Those two shows are all about productivity. You know, how do you know that they're not just saying, let me go through my day. First, I start out, um, you know, logging into HubSpot and then I move it over to Trello and then I move it, you know, and, and even though they may or may not be endorsements, it is kind of like, that's very native advertising in some ways. So that's very know. cool. I'm interested to, to I'm interested to see that kind of stuff because I don't I'm not sure that's even going to play into my lifestyle right now meaning the any of those boxes because all of those boxes work off of Wi-Fi and as you know you don't have any. We don't have any. So any <laughs> of those devices like you know even Apple TV, all of the Google Home, Chromebook, you know, I mean not Chromebook, but you know like the Chrome one that all of that stuff just doesn't like I don't have I, you don't yeah, need it yeah. anyway. Well, so far the Alexa, all it does so far is tell us the weather. Like we never play music in our bedroom. We have one in the bedroom, and like basically every night Scott goes, Alexa, what's the weather tomorrow? And then it'll go tomorrow, and then he's picking out his clothes in the closet as it tells him the weather. That's pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we don't ask it to read us the news. Like we haven't really found a good use for it. I think Aurora has found a good use for it in that it reads her um, stuff. Like it reads her some news. Hold on. Okay. What else does it do, Aurora? She's right here. Oh, it reads her audiobooks. Oh, that's nice. It reads her news from different sources. And she has it linked to Google Calendar, so it'll read her about her day. Okay. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's pretty you, useful. Yeah. But she also lives by herself, so there's no toddler screaming in the background. That's true. Got, and that's, how, that's what I was going to quiet. Right. That's what I was going <laughs> to say because it's like with me, whenever I'm listening to anything, it's there's no there's no way that I can put right. something on. Me too. And also, it would in it would sort of infringe on everybody else's sort of freedom to listen to what they want. You and know what talk. I mean? And right. to talk. Yes. Exactly. So, but but that's great. Yes. I mean, that's that's really cool. So speaking of sort of like moving from Google Home to something else that is kind of it, – it is news because this actually just came out, um, but it's not – it might affect podcasters as well, is that 
uh, there are now the Apple, the app store, the Apple app store, the iOS app store has now allowed to have developer comments in the app store, which has not happened in the past. Now, why is this important? Because this would be if somebody downloads your software or your iOS app or whatever inside of the store and they start criticizing or giving you one-star reviews or all that kind of stuff. Now the developer can go in there and respond to that review and have a conversation with the user in some way, uh, which is, I think kind of cool and why wasn't that allowed before (laughs) but uh but what but the thing that i started to think about is i'm not sure how you know if they're going to actually have this go farther into the podcast part of things you know because it is built in currently into the infrastructure within i'm not sure what the build is for the app store versus the podcast store versus the music store versus you know all of that stuff because really that's kind of iTunes centric to some degree, even though the app store is different than iTunes itself. But I thought like, oh, it would be interesting to be able to respond to the negative reviews or whatnot. Now, there are a lot of people like for Libsyn, you know, and Libsyn creates individual apps. And so now there's a couple of things that I just started to think about. You know, I have Elsie's Yoga Class has an app. So I have an, an app in the app store that you buy. It's $3.99. And I sell it out there. And really, the only thing that I offer that's different than the podcast is that it's an app. So I don't make any claims that there's any extra anything on there other than the fact that there's occasional PDFs that go along with my audio classes, which are for free. So it's just your your choice to to have that with you to buy it. But I did have a bunch of negative reviews because people downloaded the app and then started to complain that it would there was no video. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, the name of the app is Elsie's Yoga Class Audio Classes to Go. So I'm not sure how to help you with that, sir or ma'am. So that what this would do is at least give me the option to be hey, I'm sorry that you got a little confused, but it right. is an audio, <laughs> an audio yoga classes. Right. right. Sorry. Right. So you know what I mean? So like something like that, Oy. or if there was like, or if there was a release, because that tends to happen too whenever there's an update for a, an app and maybe mm. there's a bug and then everybody mm. downloads it and then the latest, you know, it starts crashing and people go in there and start just bitching away. This would be an opportunity for developers to say that. So I thought, ah, it might play into podcasting too. How nice would it be to be able to respond to negative reviews, especially those negative reviews that are just negative for the sake of being hateful, like trolls. I mean, when it comes to apps, though, usually it's about functionality and negative. I mean, at least for me, when I see negative reviews on an app, I follow it much closely, more closely than I would on a podcast. Because you're right. People on podcasts are just being hateful. But most people don't diss an app unless it's like not working properly. Yeah. No, you're you're right. It, you know, they actually it's do, different. do that. It's for a, little a little bit different. But it's nice that there is that back and forth it communication is. I agree. now. I think it's oh, cool. Yes. And the other thing that it does is like when the developer so usually what happens though is like you go to the app, you, you go in there and you bitch about it, right? You're like, Bah, this totally sucked. And Ideally. And you're gone. Yes. You know, basically you're gone. You're like, I I don't go back. But what happens now is if the developer responds to you, you as the person who left the review are going to get a notification. So that's going to be interesting because hopefully it doesn't turn into like YouTube comments area, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. pretty scary. So anyway. Yeah. 
So we'll see what happens with that. Just thought you guys should know. Um, Now, here is another bit of, and I think, Jess, you sent me the article for this immediately. But here's a quote from one of the articles here and see if you guys can kind of follow along. The commercial side of the medium, talking about podcasting here, is starting to become more sophisticated. Influencer agency Gleam Futures, which represents the likes of Zoella, recently formed a partnership with podcasting tech platform Acast in a move that could help influencers win the same kind of lucrative brand deals for their podcasts that they enjoy on YouTube and Instagram. Unquote. Mm-hmm. So do you want to explain to our peeps what this actually means and what's happening with Acast? Well, I feel like they kind of beat me to it a little bit, but basically... So Acast offers, they are a podcasting host company and they also offer, uh, I don't, I forget the name of it. Rob Walsh calls it stitched in advertising. Basically yeah, it's, um, uh-huh. it's a digital drop or whatever. Anyway, um, so people who are now on the Acast platform can now partner with an influencer agency. So what influencer agencies do is if you have a popular blog or a social media channel, you can sign with an agency and they will start matching you up with sponsors. So now that ACAST is on there, they're going to start being matched up. Those podcasts are going to start being matched up with um, the people that are on from Gleam Futures as well. Whatever sponsors they work with are now going to be working with the podcasters as well which is cool that's cool because my idea is to um start talking with influencer agencies and see if they're interested in i mean i not necessarily a partnership but you know in considering some of the shows that i represent as influencers that they can put ad campaigns on oh my god absolutely absolutely i think that you have you know you have the people who are uh who have the the personality, you know, there's people who get behind the mic and immediately you have people that love them. And then that, that mm-hmm. sometimes they follow them from, from project to project to project. They don't really care what the person is doing anymore. Those are the people that have, I think the, the biggest uh, bang for the buck, if you will, for this yeah, type of partnership, right. you know, cause exactly. there's some, there's some podcasts who, who, who aren't quite like that, where it would serve better to do a but different kind of... they are influencers. Of, they are influencers, but not quite in terms of personality-wise stuff, you know? It depends on how you sell it, but I think that that's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I really, I kind of dig it. And actually turning this around, which is kind of interesting, our next story that I had over here with, the, I put the headline, Dell sponsor a podcast and it's not what you think. So Dell Technologies has now a new six-part podcast series called Trailblazers. But this is what's interesting about this. It's, it's actually hosted by journalist Walter Isaacson, who is known within the tech world for writing the eponymous biography of Steve Jobs in 2011. So it's kind of interesting how it's gotten like, um, this is really going to be all about sort of talking about technology's impact on business from a journalistic point of view, which is mm-hmm. sort, and it's being, so obviously it's being sponsored by Dell, which is kind of cool. Um, so I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dig that. I dig that yeah. they're creating something that is so immersive and they have somebody who has clout in that industry as a journalist and is looking to have these uh, kind of in-depth conversations. So it's sort of building on a lot of the brand, um, I don't know, brand, brand name. It's just like we were just talking about before. It's a personality, right, that has something to say. And this is a really great way to do it instead of selling sort of like, instead of having, 
you know, Mr. Isaacson sort of start his own podcast and then be sponsored by Dell. <laughs> it's sort of the yeah, other way. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> sort of like the other way around. after the fact there. Yeah. Right. So I thought that yeah. was like, So this is sort of a little bit different. But that's really cool. I mean, it seems like people are doing some really cool stuff. Yay. Totally. Absolutely. All right. So now we're moving into the Weird and Wild show of the week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild show of the week. So um, I do love that beginning. I know. Yeah. That's so cute. She's so good. I know. It's not even cute. She's like, weird. What? She's so like knowing. <laughs> She's all, I know. I was very surprised. She's all knowing. Weird when and I... wild. Weird and wild. <laughs> she, it's very sing-songy and good. It, she's good. She has a very bright future ahead of her as a voiceover. My little monkey. I know wanted, I should definitely have her it. do more of that stuff. I could, you should. She's so She's very um, articulate, which is good. So if anybody wants to hire my daughter for a 30-second intro, reach out to me. <laughs> yes. Feedback at cheapodcast.com. It's only $1,000. Exactly. No, <laughs> um, all right. Maybe. Maybe. So, maybe. But here – okay. So you guys, by this time, possibly, it's going to be – by when the time this episode airs, it's almost going to be a week from this hyped-up release from the team of Serial in This American Life, which is the newest podcast called – S town. So it is written out S hyphen town. Um, and that is the way that it is promoted in every part of the written places, including iTunes. And in fact, S town 100% stands for shit town. And that is, that is really what it's called. It's called shit town. Yeah, absolutely. And it is constantly alluded to, like, it's not really called S town ever in the show itself. It's always called shit town. Um, and and it really falls into, so it's really neat because the, because you don't ever think about it from that perspective. You simply just say S town and that's what it is, but it is shit town. So anyway, I binged, I, 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 they, they did an interesting launch, uh, which was a binge watching launch. It released at 7 a.m. Eastern standard time on Tuesday, March 27th. And all seven episodes came down at once. So instead of waiting for the next episode, everything was there. Every episode was, I think, at least 60 minutes long or very close to it. Some of them were were more than that, which is breaking form with a lot of the procasters out there who very much are behind the whole 30-second, 20-minute podcast episode out there because people have no time for that. And I was very intrigued because I was sold on the mystery, of course, and the mystery and the murder. That's what I was sold on because that's um, something that I particularly love to kind of immerse myself into. And I enjoyed serial number one. I'd never listened to the second episode. I mean, the second season, like at all. It didn't really, the story, that story didn't interest me. They didn't grab me. Um, And I have a feeling that if this story or this launch would have focused on what the story is about, it probably wouldn't have, like, it would not have appealed to me enough to download and listen to the first episode. Because I was sold on the mystery, on the murder. Mm-hmm. And then once the story started, it became a lot more than that. And it's really hard to explain. And I don't want to have any spoilers because there's a lot of people that maybe haven't listened as of yet. But it starts one way. And I have to say, like, the first two episodes, even three episodes, blew my face off. Like, I was like, what? You're like, I honestly me. was like, this is amazing. I mean, I was immersed in it, but it wasn't like... It, and again, this isn't like, oh my God, this is an amazing feat 
of audio engineering. It wasn't that. It was sort of like when you pick up, it really is about more like as if you pick up a book you can't put down. It's more like that. It's not even a, and it's actually, yeah, more like watching something like like Downton Abbey or something that has a, a through line, a story where every time that you listen to the next episode, there's another layer or goes back in time or, I mean, you know, I just read another novel called All the Light You Cannot See. And that that um, novel was just, just it floored me. It was so beautifully told. And it went back in time, you know, back and forth. And it told the story of like, I don't know, three or four different stories happening at the same time. And Oh, I love that. It was just lovely, lovely story. And mm. it kind of, it wasn't reminiscent of that, but it had that same sort of feel to it. I would say that if you are expecting a murder story and sort of like a court type thing like Dateline, it's not that at all. It's not serial right. whatsoever. Right. It's none of, none of that stuff. It has a completely different feel to it. It's really like diving into a novel. Um, and every, mm, you know, thing nice. that I've read. That's after, cool. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Is it definitely fiction? As town's fiction, right? No, 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 it's not. It's absolutely true. 100%. And it, and so it's in-depth reporting. That makes it even weirder. Yeah, it's in-depth reporting to the point where, like, seriously, dude, just listen to the first two episodes. And if you don't want to go forward, don't. Right. But I was really, I just wanted to know more. And I was really, I thought it was really well, well, really well done. I don't even know how they did what they did because knowing how much time they spent gather, getting all the tape and talking to all the different people. I have no idea how they sift through all that stuff to make it cohesive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when the talent of an audio storyteller really comes in because this really has been in production since 2014, which mm. is insane. I mean, meaning gathering and all the stuff that happened and gathering the tape and all the trips the uh, journalist made to this little town and the interviews and the level of investigation that went into all of this is just, it just will blow your mind. I can't say that as a podcaster, like it really is like, oh, this is what you want to do. It's not that. It, It really is sort of like when you read a great novel that you're like, well, this, you, you could read this book. It'll inspire you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it'll just yeah. inspire you about humanity. It's not like, I now want to be, I, I want to do something like this for myself. Like it just inspired me to to see the world differently and possibly consider what the narrative is of, of more of the stories that I want to tell, right? So I'm not saying everything needs to be this way because to make it good, I mean, that it was, it's just really great really great well so, yeah i think you've convinced me to try it out but i was so <laughs> over cereal that i'm not i'm not sure i know it's different right is it yeah. how different is it in your opinion uh very different because it's not number one it's a different narrator that in itself can do it you know so that's true it's the thing is it's the story that's going to grab you it's not going to be like the grisly murder story the characters are going to be the ones that are going to go like, I can't even believe this guy because it's not somebody else telling the story. You're hearing the guy tell the story. The characters are there. So you'll get invested in this world. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You get invested in this world and the narrative is just amazing. So many different levels, so many different parts of commentary. 
And I just, yeah, just, just the first right. two, just the first two go through there because the first two will really launch the rest of the story. Um, and I just felt it was my job to listen to all seven episodes <laughs> in one day. All right. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, That's okay. So I there's mean, thank you though. I mean, when you get all hyped up about something, usually I, I feel like I should pay attention. So. Yeah, it's it's worth it. It's worth for I think everybody. Like I would really, uh, in if I were to invite uh, new podcasters to binge on something or to like not new podcasters, people who don't listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. I would refer them to this much more than something like Serial or even Missing Richard Simmons because Missing Richard Simmons to me, um, it didn't grab me. I I couldn't get the ethics out of my own head. Like I couldn't enjoy the ride because I I, I wasn't sure how I felt about this. Like I I didn't fully let go. Whereas this felt different, you know, and I'm trying to, to understand like what the difference was. All I know is that I was in and I cared and I was really interested by humanity. And it was heartbreaking. Holy crap. So, mm. because not heartbreaking as in, it just, it reaches so many parts of you as a human, because we've all had some of these emotions in the past. So anyway, that's it. So you guys let me know what you think. And then who knows, yeah. maybe there will be some backlash by the time Monday comes along. Uh, because right now everybody's in the, you know, m- happy marriage part of the conversation just like as yeah. serial serial launched it was like yay serial is awesome which is i remember being like that and then you know months later i was like can we stop talking about serial please <laughs> please so s you yeah. know s town we'll see how if that happens so are you ready to to do some pet peeves jess or am i gonna have to i do mean my pet i like when you have a pet peeve okay i don't have one this week i don't oh wait i might I think I do, but go ahead. All right, here we go. Pet peeves. Jessica's pet peeves. If you want to work with someone or if you're looking to collaborate with someone, my pet peeve at the moment is not to get angry if they're not available to you when you want to talk to them. And there's been a couple instances of this happening to me in the last couple months. And I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, I'm so in demand. But I've had people that want to talk to me about their podcast. I send them a link to my schedule and they get angry because they can't make an appointment for two weeks. And you can't. Do you have anything sooner? I need to make a decision. I have to do this or that. Like you're basically asking me to to rush myself or bend or you know, take away from other clients and other things that I'm doing to shove your call in with me. It's difficult. In some cases I can do it. And in some cases I can't, but I don't like the demand that I need to be at your beck and call when you need me, just work with someone else. I mean, you, you're either going to have to work with someone else. Or you're going to have to wait because I was traveling and I always think I'm going to be able to take calls and send emails and do stuff when I'm traveling. And I never can. I need to stop thinking that I can even look at my, I didn't even open my laptop while I was in California, which I mean, I meant to put even away at an out of office, but I forgot. So anyway, someone asked me for my calendar. I gave it to them and they got mad at me and I'm sorry. So don't get mad at people if you can't get on their calendar right when you need them, right where you want to. And the other thing is, you know, don't wait to get on someone's calendar until the very last minute. When you want to work with someone, tell them in advance so it the timing is good, not terrible. That is my pet peeve. 
I'm also like when I was at the event in um at Podfest, I had a couple people that were like, I've been meaning to hook up with you and I can't find you. Where are you? I really want to talk to you before this is over. Like, I'm sorry. I'm walking around. I'm talking to people. I'm doing things. But he was texting and texting and texting and texting and emailing and emailing and texting. Don't do that. I don't like that. No one likes that. I don't want to work with somebody who did that to me. And now that person like is nudging other people and needing help. And yeah, I don't want to do that. Oh, and I have another pet peeve while I'm at it. <laughs> Let me go with pet peeve number two. You can't ask someone with knowledge a million questions and expect them to keep answering you without paying them an hourly rate. And if they don't end up paying, you know, and if you don't want to pay the hourly rate, you can't then ask their friends about the information, post in groups about the information. I mean, just pay the hourly rate for the love of all that is holy. Why is it so difficult? If you have questions that I have the answers to, Take an hour of my time, invest the money, get the answers you need, and do something the right way. It doesn't matter if it's about sponsorship or whatever it is. If you have questions that only Elsie can answer, pay her her hourly rate. Don't post in Libsyn and post in She Podcasts and post everywhere and ask me the stuff Elsie knows. Elsie knows, and she deserves the money. And that's an example because I'm referring to me. <laughs> no, it's like so, no. I I come pony up, Buttercup. That's I, what I'm saying. I totally it's not, agree. It's not cool to bother everyone about this. Just get the answers you need from a from a trusted source. I think that Golly. there's something. There's a level of whenever you, as a person who is looking for help about something, invests in an expert in the field. You are actually not only getting their expertise at that moment, but the expert also starts to invest in you. So imagine mm -hmm. what if you had, and then this is something that I like, you know, for me, whenever I do, when I get fired up about a client, you cannot shut me up. Well, right. You know what I mean? So there's this like, oh my God, I have so, this is so-and-so and I love them and this is what I do. And, and, it, and it's absolutely coming from the depths of my heart. I do not do anything like that that doesn't excite me. It just, I can't even do it. Right. I can't do it. So that's the investment. I actually just worked with Natalie Ekdahl. And I have to say, you know, in terms of, of business, like I hired her to help me for an hour of her time. And she delivered. And she's investing in me. Like she's sending me all of these like crazy, what is, what is that Vox, Vox thing? Like, oh, yeah. and I found something else. And blah, 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 and wait, I had this whole other thing. And, blah, 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 blah. and, you know, it's, she is like thinking about me. I didn't ask her to do that. She has these ideas and she's sending them along. And I am super excited to, to have her do that for me because that's awesome. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah it's not like, it says in her, like when I hired her, I knew what I was getting and this is what it is, but you sometimes get bonus features <laughs> right? <laughs> when you hire someone <laughs> that is just part of the deal because people are sparkly. So anyway, that's, thank you, Jess, for putting that out there. I think that that's fantastic. Pet peeve. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, I have a small pet peeve that is not quite as earth shattering as that, but it's really annoying when I'm, you know, I've been doing a lot of research. I always do a lot of research is kind of what I love doing anyway. But um, I do a lot of reading of articles yeah. and whatnot. And then usually I go into my feed 
Feedly is what I do to gather my RSS feeds. I see the headlines and I open all these tabs that I'm interested in reading further. I don't go to the tab. I stay on Feedly, but I open them in a different tab so that I have a list of all the different articles that I am now going to then fully step into and and read. And what tends to happen is with all of these different websites, I go into them and they are hogging my system preferences like crazy because they have audio and video ads always on. Mm -hmm. And I can't handle that. Do you understand how long it takes first to load? How much of my bandwidth you're using up because you are selling me stuff and I can't even turn them off? And I'm not talking about little websites. I'm talking about the big ones out there where, and even, even in our show notes, like I'm afraid to put certain links directly into our show notes, because if you just open the link, it's going to start talking to you and start hogging your preferences. And so we're like trying to shut all this stuff up. And it's like, don't do that. I don't even know what to say. All I know is that if anybody is listening out there, I am actively looking for a, I know. I'm looking for a plugin <laughs> for either Chrome, Chrome specifically, actually, because that's where I generally use to read these sites. An act, a, a plugin for Chrome that will strip all video ads, strip yeah. them out, so that strip it can just out. be, for the most part, text, because it's so annoying I can't even take it. Agree. All right, I'm done with with that. But um, your pet um, peeve. It feels yes. good to rant at the end of our show. It does. I feel it like kind of does feel really it good. Make, it's like takes it all away, you know. Although we do have a little bit of tooltip stuff ha- happening here, but you know, yeah, we're going to have the tooltips uh, sponsored by Audio Editing Solutions, which is our hey. lovely John McKinnis, who does the fantastic work for us, um, and he is. Please, over at AudioEditingSolutions.com. Go ahead and reach out to him. We adore him, love him, and uh, love he does him. fantastic, fantastic work. Thank you, John. And uh, so he is sponsoring Tooltips for us today. Ta-da! Elsie's Tooltips. Sometimes I want to sing along with myself. Yeah, I do all the time. Yeah. I sing along with you. <sighs> anyway. All right. Do you? What up? Yeah, I do. You have the kunaki. I don't know what that is. Kunaki. Oh, kunaki. Yeah. You made it sound dirty. Oh, I did. You said you have the kunaki. Okay. Well, like, I have the, like I have the, the clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Here it is, you guys. Think of the possibilities. It is a CD slash DVD manufacturing, publishing, distributing, fulfilling, shipping. It's what? one-offs. No It's way. called kunaki. K-U-N-A-K-I. <gasps> No minimum, no commitment, no contract. You design, configure, and manufacture a CD or DVD in one day. You can use their software to design your disc, and then you order what you need when you need it. So if you get an order, then you put it through Kunaki. You get another order, you put it through Kunaki. So those of you who have had your shows for a long time and you want to put together special gifts, like for your Patreons or... Like Elsie, you you did an amazing talk at um, New Media Expo. If you still have that video, you could put it on DVD, and then every time we get a Patreon of like <gasps> X amount of dollars or more, we oh could send them one. That's awesome. One, I think one uh, unit is a dollar. Get out. Yeah, that's really, really, Click really, on really, prices really above awesome. to see shipping and options. Okay, so like, yeah. So let's see prices. Let's see one through five units is a dollar a unit. Six through ninety nine is a dollar seventy five a unit. This is if you're ordering all at once. 
So like, let's just say I'm doing a DVD and I want it in a jewel case. One of them. Let's say I'm going to send it to Elsie in North Carolina. What's your zip? Oh, you don't want to tell me. No, uh, of course not. All right. Hold on. I'll, I'll put mine in and I will not say the zip out loud. Uh, United States show invoice with shipping. It's $5 and 30 cents for one. And that's first class mail. So two to five business days. Everything comes with it. The case, the insert, the UPC barcode, 24 hour rush manufacturing. And so it's $5 every time. So if we were to get a Patreon of like $10 and our gift was, well, that just kind of takes away the $10. All right. But you see what I'm saying here? It can go with a lot of stuff. What if you're doing a talk? And you know how many people are going to be in the audience. If you want to order 200, it would be $304. And then you have stuff that you can take with you. You don't have to do a thousand and you don't have, or let's just say you only want to give away 10. That would be $26. Now you have 10 special give giveaways. Oh my gosh. That's really, really cool. It's cool, right? Very cool. I'm just talking about, you know, possibility wise, on demand DVD and CD manufacturing, shipping and labeling is pretty cool. No, it, it's very nice. It's actually, yeah, that, this is like key kind of marketing for your podcast to introduce people to podcasting. I thought so. In a place that's not particularly podcast friendly. You know what I mean? If you're doing a talk yeah. for senior citizens or a talk for a, a certain type of business that is not particularly tech specific. Oh my gosh, so many, so many different things. So that you can do, many it, possibilities. Yeah, people would love to take something like that away. Oh my gosh. What about all your Facebook live videos all in one spot? What about if you've been doing, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who the heck knows? The world is your oyster, people. Live it up. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Bobby Ba. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, no, I really, I really dig it. And um, mine is a little bit uh, not so fun, (laughs) but I'm excited about it. It's not? No, it's I not. I thought it was fun. Well, I, I thought it was cool. Yours is very, very fun. But mine is not particularly right. fun. But I'm thinking that it's fun because it's helped me a lot already. It's called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L.com. So, no E. Uh, no E. Uh, I kind of, you know, posted in the group. I have been doing a lot of research about this. I wanted to start to track my time very specifically about what I spend my time on and uh, because I'm working on a lot of different projects and I really wanted to streamline my work habits, not only to, to plan ahead, but to also be very clear about how long something actually takes me because, you know, how long something actually takes you in your own brain when you're not timing it could be something like, you know, I spent 30 minutes on that and think it feels like two hours or the other way around, like you were working on it for two hours and you're like, oh my God, I've only been working for 30 minutes or in your own head, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to see how my day goes, how things actually take, how much time it, all of these things take. And um, I found uh, this app called Toggle. Uh, I did some research first and then I posted in She Podcast and then out of the comments that we got, Toggle was like number one. And I thought, I'll just go for this first and see if it works out for me. And it has. I don't think I want to move from it because it actually does absolutely everything that I need it to do. And it's at least for me right now, it's free. 
So it's easy to input all of how long everything works because everything has a little bit of a timer. You could do it on the web or you could do it, you could download the little timer. It's like a little timer app that you download for the Mac. And then it also has an iPhone app, iPhone and Android app that you can very easily do the timer with. And they also cross post with each other. So if you're running a timer on your computer and then for some reason, I forget that it's running on the computer and I go away and then I open the app on my phone. It has the timer running already on my phone. And I'm like, oh, oops, I forgot to turn it off or whatever. For me, what was the help, most helpful part is the input of information is the easiest thing ever because mm-hmm. I found that a lot of these apps, it's having to put in the information is annoying and it takes yeah. more time than the what you're timing. And so it kind of, is annoying. It's just, I, that's no, it's a deal breaker. But this yeah. is so easy that I just set the projects that I kind of wanted to know. So the initial investment of time was really like, I just split my time into like she podcasts, projects, Libsyn projects, home and home projects. I think that those are like the main, oh, and then I have my um, voiceover audiobook projects or in clients. So if I have a client, I'll immediately add you here. If I have an audiobook I'm working on, I'll have it in there so that those are like the larger sort of clients and then the projects within each client that you can very easily add. And that's another thing. It's easy to add the projects if you need them. And then the descriptions are super fast. Like even in the home stuff, I'll say like dishes, vacuum, compost, you know, girl's lunch done. And so then I have really quickly inputted all that information I could do it. And, and, but this is the kicker, Jess, and this is so rad. You can actually export all of that information. So if you have somebody that you're working for, or let's say I work with my, you know, I charge X amount for my one-on-one clients. And as, you know, as people who consult, sometimes we go like, oh, I'm getting X amount an hour. That's awesome. But in truth, (laughs) the amount of work that you do prior to the call is also needs to be included, meaning for me to see how much time I actually invest in my clients, right? So it'd be really great Mm -hmm. to like, oh, actually, I finished, I I worked on for this person for five hours, even getting before I got on the phone with them. So Mm. it'll be really good for me to see that and to see exactly how everything took. So then you can price things accordingly. Or you can actually send them invoices or not invoices, but uh, printouts of where the time went, uh, how long things take. So I'm really impressed with this tool. And I can't, I'm still sort of like in awe that it's free. Yeah. There are some, um, obviously you can pay for larger teams because this really works well if you have other people working for you as well, or you are working with a larger team to see everybody's stuff. You can sell, I'm sorry, you can share what you do daily. And I do believe that there are certain levels of sharing or reporting that are premium. But at this point, I haven't found anything that I need, I direly need that I need to upgrade to a paid product. Although I'm so in awe that I'm like, I think I'm just going to at some point uh, just upgrade because it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. So anyway, that's my my excitement for that. That's a cool, yeah. Toggle, toggle. Toggle, toggle, toggle. Toggle, toggle, toggle. So yeah, I think we've come to the end of our show today, guys. Just a reminder to get your podcast movement tickets now. It's coming up in August. 
yes, podcastmovement.com, you she podcasts for 15% off. And I guess what else? Follow us on Facebook at she podcast, on Twitter at she podcast. Um, go to our group, facebook.com forward slash she podcast. See the show notes at she podcast.com. Is there anything else? Nah. I almost never do the sign up. Feedback, out. dude. Feedback, you guys. If you have feedback something, at us, uh, f- feedback <clears throat> at shepodcast.com, you can email us, but we'd love voice feedback, so send it along. Yeah. Yay! Love you. Mean it. <laughs>